What is this, like a podcast in my head? Yes, yes, don't act like you don't want a podcast in your head, okay? Hello, and welcome back to the Hard Feelings Podcast. This is, of course, my mental health podcast where I talk about things like anxiety and depression, aka hard feelings. I'm so happy to have you here this week. We've got an exciting episode. Last week I talked about, oh shoot, what did I talk about last week? Stupid. Last week I talked about being stupid. I talked about embracing stupidity, embracing all of the elements and traits of ourselves that we try to repress and push down because the more we push them down, the more control they have over us. But it can be tough to even get to a headspace where you feel like you can talk about those hard feelings or those traits, parts of yourselves that you don't want to embrace. So today we're we're gonna be talking about how to get quiet, how to get introspective, and why it's so freaking hard. Getting quiet, being alone with your thoughts can either be a living nightmare or it can be incredibly enlightening. But to get to the enlightening part, usually you have to get through the nightmarish part first, and that can be really hard. And last week I mentioned Mitski's new song, I Don't Like My Mind, because I just feel like she so perfectly explains what it feels like to be introspective and to be alone with your thoughts. And the line she says is, I don't like my mind, I don't like being alone in a room with all its opinions about the things that I've done. Literally perfect, right? That's exactly what it feels like when we get to be alone with our thoughts. Our minds get so clouded with judgment and their opinions about all of the things we've done that we've regretted. Either we, you know, the things we regret ourselves doing or the people we regret allowing into our lives and it's just all of this negativity, you know? How often do we sit down and think about like positive happy things that have happened to us? No! We sit down and we think about the negative things. I shouldn't keep saying we. Maybe you don't, but I'm I know personally, when I sit down and get quiet, I tend to think about the things that I've done that I regret, or the things I regret not saying is usually what I think about the most. I would say it's not healthy, but I do think it's healthy to think about the things that you've done and the things you've regret. I don't think it's healthy to go back and have arguments in your head again, which is something I do a lot. You know, I regret not being more confrontational in the moment, so I do often, when I get quiet and alone with my thoughts, think about what I would have said if I could have been confrontational. But I don't think that's supposed to be the point of getting quiet, right? I think the point of getting quiet and and thinking back on these past events is to try to see the gifts in the events that we regret. Because even with things that we regret, even when horrible things have happened to us, there's still lessons to be learned from there. And I feel like once you learn those lessons, once you acknowledge that there are gifts from this situation, it, it can allow you to move on a little more. You know, I have a lot of past events, you know, past partners, past friendships that I, you know, for years just regretted even happening. I kept sitting there with my thoughts saying, I wish I never met this person because if I never met them then I never would have had to go through this difficult time. And sometimes it feels good to sit there and wish you never met someone or to sit there and wish that if you did still meet them you just blew them off immediately and you told them to get lost, you told them off, you were very confrontational with them and you said all of your feelings in the moment that you didn't actually say but it doesn't, it doesn't make you feel better. You know, once you can pull it back a little more and try to look for the lessons. You know what, before I get into all of like how I look at past situations, how I actually sit alone with my thoughts and think about these things, I wanna tell you how I get 
into this space where I'm able to be alone with my thoughts. Because I feel like most of us, myself included, when I used to think about, oh, you know, being alone with your thoughts, being introspective, I picture the very stereotypical idea of meditating. I picture somebody sitting alone in a dark room, very zen, very peaceful, no outside distractions, and that is just not really my reality. That's not a situation that I thrive in for meditation. I've tried it. I've tried turning off all the lights. I've tried turning everything off and just sitting there with my eyes closed. And honestly, I, I usually just end up falling asleep. It's, it's too difficult for me to do that way as someone who is very easily distracted. Um, yeah, it just doesn't work for me. So if you also struggle with meditating, I advise you to do what I did and just take that image of what you, all your preconceived notions about meditation and just throw them out the window, okay? The dark room, the, the solitude, get it out of here. We don't need it. That's not what we're doing today. What I like to do when I, I still call it meditating because honestly, I think anytime you really allow yourself to go into your head, listen to your inner voices, listen to your inner thoughts, I think that's meditative. I don't think you have to have your eyes closed. I don't think you have to be alone. I don't think it has to be dark. And what I have found works best for me is going for walks. I call them my walks with the universe. Don't leave. I know that was a little woo-woo, okay? But honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, I feel like you're at least a little woo-woo yourself, you know? Like, <laughs> being, ugh, I don't know why, I used to view spirituality as like, so cringe, you know, it's so cringe to like be introspective and try to better yourself and try to heal yourself. Ugh, so chuggy, but like, whatever, who cares? Just, I surrender to the chug, I surrender to the cringiness. I don't care if it's cringy to want to be a better version of yourself and to want to heal yourself. I do. That's what I want. So what I do is I go on my little walks with the universe and sometimes I'll put my headphones in. Sometimes I put a little music on to get me started. You know, if you're, if you're having trouble getting started with getting introspective, I highly recommend Mitski's new album, The Land is Inhospitable. And so are we. I know I recommended it last week. It's a really good one to get the thoughts going. Anything by Lucy Dacus. Oh my gosh, she always gets me going like very introspective. But whoever you like, you know, whatever music gets you thinking about your mental health, gets you thinking about your inner thoughts and everything, could be a good thing to start with. Or you don't have to put any music in, you just go outside. And the way I like to start my talks with the universe is I will ask myself in my head, what's on my mind right now? What needs my attention right now? And usually eventually something comes up. Like I know it sounds like, mm, who's gonna answer? You know, the first time I did it, I felt a little ridiculous just thinking in my head like, okay universe, what do you wanna talk about? What's going on? And I was just fully not expecting an answer. And like, I'm not saying I hear, you know, I heard a response coming up from the heavens. I didn't. I heard my own voice in my head just kind of get to the thing that was bothering me. You know, you kind of just start to go through like a bullet point list of like, okay, I feel a little weird right now. This thing is stressing me out, which brings you to another thing, which brings you to another thing. And sometimes the answers come through in a way you don't expect. Like something I discovered about myself this year is that I have an extreme fear of the unknown. I do not like being out of control. I don't like being in unknown situations. And the way I was really able to own that and 
accept that was because I realized when I was on my walks outside, I kept crossing the street every time there would be people walking towards me. I was just crossing the street, back and forth, back and forth. The idea of just like passing a stranger was subconsciously making me nervous and I wasn't even thinking about doing doing it. I was just like, whatever, you know, it's New York. You cross the street and you see people sometimes, not a big deal. But it took me going on this walk with the universe, asking the universe, asking in my head, like, what is on my mind right now? What's going on? For me to get to that place where all of a sudden I was walking and crossing the street and I realized, wait, why am I doing this? And that can be another way to get the get the thought train rolling here is just analyze what you're doing when you're in a natural environment you know especially when you're walking outside you're doing so many things subconsciously that you don't even realize that i think it's a great environment for meditation because you have other people walking around you you have all of these elements of nature you have the squirrels running around the birds running around nature is an incredible way to get the thought train rolling sometimes i'll be walking outside and i just get so swept up and looking at how beautiful the leaves are and how the leaves on the trees change and how there's all these different blooms that change constantly in the neighborhood and how in nature there are all of these cycles of growth and death and rebirth and the same thing happens with us. We are so much like nature. It is literally mind-blowing. You don't really realize it until you're actually walking around there. But yeah, all of this is the same. I highly recommend going on a mental health walk for yourself and asking questions in your head because you'll be surprised the answers will come like i said you'll feel a little silly at the beginning because you're like what is this like a podcast in my head yes yes don't act like you don't want a podcast in your head okay because i do i i want a podcast not in my head too that is why i have this podcast thank you so much for listening to the hard feelings podcast but it's fun to talk to yourself okay they say a lot of geniuses talk to themselves okay who are who is they i don't know the experts but you know i go to a therapist too who asks me lots of thought-provoking questions that gets me into a place where i can talk about things that are on my mind but i only see her once a week and i'm having introspective thoughts literally 24 seven. So I need to be able to handle them in the meantime. And if you don't go to a therapist right now and you wanna start taking more steps in your mental health, I think this is a great way to start doing it. Just checking in with yourself, putting all distractions away. And I know that some people might say it's still a distraction, walking outside. I, I think these are different distractions. I think they're beneficial distractions. Like I said, sometimes being around nature is very thought provoking, being around other people walking outside can be thought-provoking even when you find yourself getting distracted for me that's a great way to figure out what's on my mind because I look at what's distracting me I noticed recently that I get really distracted when people are yelling on the phone walking outside and I that eventually led me to realize that I'm uncomfortable with anger. I'm uncomfortable with outward expressions of anger. If you'll recall, I talked about that in a couple episodes ago, and it's still something I'm working on, but it's something that I had a realization that I needed to work on when I was outside walking because I was so open to taking in my surroundings and not in like an, oh, I'm distracted way, I'm on my phone, I'm watching something, I'm talking to someone. Because I was just open to the elements around me, I noticed that I was getting distracted when people were yelling. I noticed the way my body reacted. I noticed tightness in my chest. I noticed I have a, a similar reaction to when I'm anxious, when people are doing this. I noticed it was giving me anxiety when the people were yelling on the phone or when people were talking loudly. 
And yeah, that led me to my conclusion that I'm uncomfortable with anger and that's something I need to work on within myself. So I just think you get a lot of benefit from these mental health walks, okay? And the reason I called it like <laughs> a podcast in your head too is because to me that makes it easier to explain to people how I talk to myself in my head, not out loud. You know, you just kind of think of it, like think of it like you're interviewing yourself. Usually the starter question is, what's on my mind? What's weighing on my mind right now? What needs my attention? What's really, what's really adding pressure to, to my soul right now, you know? And when I ask all these questions, eventually something will come up. You'll be shocked. It's, you'll be shocked how much your inner voices have to say to you, dude. I know, it all comes off very woo-woo if you haven't tried it before, but I'm telling you it's it's kind of fun and it's very comforting I will say as somebody who struggles with severe severe anxiety there is a lot of peace and comfort in knowing that I have these inner voices who know what I need you know and it's very empowering too to feel like I do have all the answers within me because that's been my struggle for years is feeling like I just don't have all the answers so I can't do these things. I can't follow my dreams because I don't have all the information yet. I can't try new scary things because I don't have all the information yet. I can't put myself into unknown circumstances because I don't have all the information yet. But if you go introspective, if you go into your head, and if you consult those inner voices in your head, they may not have the exact answer for you, okay? I'm not saying go into your head and be like, what are quantum physics? And there's gonna be a voice that stands up and explains it to you perfectly. <laughs> I'm saying like, if you don't know what to do with a certain situation, if you have a decision that's weighing really heavily on you, your inner voices usually know what the right decision is for you, or they know the next step for you to take, or they might even have you take a step that doesn't feel like it's the right step, but it's an important lesson for you to take. Like I said earlier, I have people in my life who I sometimes wish I never met, I wish I never encountered, because I just regret the relationship that I had with them, but I would not have learned the lesson I needed to learn if I didn't encounter these people, you know? So even the people that you feel like you regret being with, even situations you regret the way you acted, they taught you important lessons about yourself, so they're still important to reflect on. And after I have a particularly enlightening walk with the universe, I like to come home and journal about it because I do find that writing something down helps it to stick more. Don't feel the pressure to write it perfectly. You know, I always say this when I talk about journaling because I think a lot of people get intimidated by journaling and feel like it has to be in a certain format, babe, it doesn't have to. You can scribble journal. Like I said a couple weeks ago, you can scribble and that's fine because as long as you're thinking the thought as you're writing, there is scientific evidence that it's gonna stick more, you know? Like when we were in school and they used to tell us to study for something by rewriting your notes over and over again because writing something down as you're thinking about it just helps solidify it in your brain more. And I know I have to do that with journaling because I know myself. I know if I have a particularly enlightening thought and then I don't write it down, it'll flutter away and I'll have to wait for the universe to try to teach me that lesson again. So it helps to write it down. I know journaling has been my mental health hack of the week for many weeks, but I just can't speak highly enough of journaling. Like I said, write a paragraph. No one's making you fill up a page, okay? You're not turning this in. It's not an assignment. Just write down whatever you wanna write down. If you wanna write a note in your phone too, let's say you don't have a journal with you. I do that a lot when I'm not near my journal and I really need to write something down because I just feel like I'm gonna forget it. I have so many like frantically written notes in my phone from over the years of just 
thoughts I had when I was listening to my inner voices, getting a little introspective. I'm telling you, it can be hard work, it can be draining, but personally, I think it's worth it. I've learned to love myself a lot more through listening to my inner voices. Like I said, it's been very empowering to me. It's been very good for my confidence to feel like I do have all the answers within me. Um, and I think it's great, you know? What, what's my mental health song of the week this week? I know I talked about I Don't Like My Mind from Mitski, but I said that last week, so let me give you a new one. I'm giving you another Mitski song. What can I say? I'm in my The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We era. It is such a good freaking album, and today I want to talk about When Memories Snow. It's a very short song, minute and 44 seconds. You have time to go listen to it, but basically the lyrics are When Memories Snow and Cover Up the Driveway, I Shovel All Those Memories, Clear the Path to Drive to the Store. Basically saying, when memories of the past come into her head, she quickly shovels them out, gets them out of the way so that she can keep on moving. And how relatable is that? You know, sometimes we have what feels like very invasive, intrusive memories that come through our brain and suddenly you're thinking about this situation that feels horrible and it doesn't feel good and you just wanna get it out of the way and move on with your day. I used to do that all the time. Oh my gosh, I loved pushing memories down. The second it would enter my brain, there would be a voice in my head that would go, no, 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 not now, not now, and would just push it back down. I try not to do that anymore, okay? It's very difficult, but I try to allow myself to sit with the feeling, acknowledge the feeling, validate the feeling, so that the feeling can pass and new feelings can come in. Another line she has in this song was, can't be back in my room writing speeches in my head, listening to the thousand hands that clap for me in the dark. And how I interpret that is like when you're looking back on past situations where you weren't confrontational or you didn't say what you now think you should have said and you just kind of sit there practicing, rehearsing for a situation that is never gonna happen again, but you're practicing what you would have said. I have done that so many times. Oh my gosh, I still think about like situations from middle school, things I wish I would have said to middle school bullies, and it's not beneficial for me to do that, you know? Like I said, I think it's more beneficial to think back on these past events and to look for the gifts in them, to look for the lessons in them, to try to change your perspective, you know? Kelly K, you may have cyberbullied me in seventh grade, but it taught me to be less naive when it comes to the internet. It taught me to be less trusting of strangers, of people whose identity I cannot verify. So that was a gift and I thank her very much for it. Yes, would I, would I, could I go back in time? I certainly would have told her to kick rocks and told her how angry I was at her, but I can't go back and change that. Now all I can do is take the gifts from the situation and try to try to move on and not do it in the future. So yeah, definitely listen to When Memories Snow. It's a short little song, but it's what I love about Mitski's music is like her lyrics can be very simple. I don't mean not eloquent because her lyrics are very eloquent. She's a lot of beautiful language, but like this this song, like I said, is like a minute and 44 seconds. It's not very many lines of lyrics, but the lyrics that are in there are very impactful and very thought provoking. Like the lyric, writing speeches in my head, listening to the thousand hands that clap for me in the dark. Like what a visual is that, you know, and how 
relatable is it to think about it, you know, when you're lying in bed at night thinking about the embarrassing moment that happened to you growing up and what you should have said and everyone's clapping because you said the thing, you said the thing that you should have said in the first place and it's all for nothing because you can't actually go back in time unless you invent a time machine and if you do, please DM me because that sounds cool. I'd love to time travel with you. Anyways, we've reached the end of the episode. I know it was a rambly one, but this is something that has been on my mind lately, especially listening to all this freaking new Mitski music. It is so good. Um, I'm an introspective girly. I encourage you to be more introspective in your life because it, it can feel heavy, it can feel emotionally draining, but I'm telling you, if you get through the living nightmare that is looking back on past events that you regret, you can get to the beautiful, enlightening part and get to the gifts of these situations, the lessons of these situations, and it, it'll give you a lot of peace. So I encourage you to try it. Thanks so much for watching slash listening to this episode of the Hard Feelings Podcast. If you're listening, please follow, rate, and review. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're not watching on YouTube, definitely come on over to YouTube. I'm rocking a very goth Barbie look today. I've got black lipstick on. Have I enticed you? Do you want to come see it? Definitely follow me on Instagram or YouTube so you can check out the makeup. I'll have all the details below. And I thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next Friday with a new episode. Bye! Thank you. Take care of yourself.